Hello everybody, this is your boy Mark Kumar, a lifestyle entrepreneur, here with another amazing episode that is truly going to help you take your podcasting game to another level. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, and if you're in the market to get your own podcast show up and running, make sure you check out GetPodcastSecrets.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the website is Get podcastsecrets.com and there i have my personal course that's gonna help you create your podcast in one day so without any further ado let's meet today's amazing podcaster Awesome. First, I want to thank you for this opportunity and introducing myself. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I am your trusted voice of transformation, and I assist people in their process of living a transformed life through discovering their purpose and executing their purpose. I do this in a wide variety of ways. I have a podcast. I have a radio show. I've written a book. I do one-on-one coaching. I do group coaching sessions. I also am a motivational speaker. So I use my platform to help people position themselves as it relates to purpose. All right. I'm excited. This is going to be a great conversation. So just out of curiosity, why podcasting? You could have been doing anything like YouTube, anything else. Why podcasting? Just curious. And I get asked that question a lot. And here's the, here's the honest answer. I was sitting around one day and I love to listen to podcasts. I love to listen to podcasts. Uh, And you know, because it, the range of topics that you can hear on any podcast varies beyond belief. So one day I was just sitting and I actually was in a a session with my therapist and I was writing my second book, but I found myself stuck. I didn't know what to say next. I had writer's block. That was my first time ever experiencing writer's block. And my therapist asked me, well, why don't you just talk it out? Why don't you just begin to talk? And I was like, well, what do you mean begin to talk? I talk enough because as I said, I host a radio show. So I'm like, I talk enough. And he was like, why don't you just start a podcast and just start to voice your book? And that's how it all got started. I had no professional equipment. I had no experience. I didn't listen to anybody. I just recorded, uploaded it, and there it was. How, when you say you don't have a professional, how did you record it? Are you recording your cell phone or how did that work? I'm curious. I recorded on my cell phone. I recorded on my cell phone. Um, I did not have a professional microphone. At the time, my budget limited me with a lot of things that I needed uh, as it relates to recording. So I just had to do it. I knew that if I waited until everything was perfect, it would never get accomplished. So I took my cell phone. I took the headphones that I had with the cell phone and I pushed play. And if you listen to the sound quality from episode one (laughs) to now we're in season three, episode 30, 
36, I believe, of season three. Mm-hmm. You listen to it, you know that I just did not know anything about what I was doing. I just got on and talked. But I also love that because it's a great measuring stick for me. I can look at how much we've grown and progressed. And it helped me grow as a person as well because I'm kind of a perfectionist. And one thing I realized about being a perfectionist is that sometimes when we are perfectionists, we always are looking for an excuse why not to do it. And we don't view it as an excuse, but that's exactly what we're doing. We're putting uh, putting it off another day using excuse after excuse. So I just hopped on, did it, and had fun with it. And I'll tell you what, that is the best way to do it because those people, I know a lot of people have to talk. I have interviewed a lot of podcasts. So some people were blessed. You could say they had a friend who would lend them the equipment. They were like, oh, we're great. I'm like, you guys are so lucky because I know people who literally just use their cell phone like yourself and then just went with it, which is great because if you want to become great, you have to start somewhere, yes. you know. And then whatever you got, start with yes. that. Because as you go from point zero to point level, level 10, you're going to learn so much. And then when Absolutely. you listen back to your first episode, you'll be like, wow, I yes. didn't know anything, but I know a lot now as compared Absolutely. to if you get everything handed to you, it's kind of like, okay, I didn't learn anything. I was already had it. I had to learn about the equipment, the software, how mm-hmm. to create content, how to interview people and things of that nature. It's like, well, I totally understand and respect it. Trust me, we did it the hard way. <laughs> so I get it. And, right. and I'm telling you, it, it taught me so much because my first process was without a microphone. Yep. Then one of my friends loaned me their microphone for about a span of seven months. And then finally I did research and, you know, cause so many people tell you, this is a great mic. And then you read another review and it says, this isn't a great mic. So finally I settled on the blue Yeti and yep. recorded with that. So yeah, it, it has been a journey. It has taught me so much and it has also helped me go back and help others that are interested in starting giving them positive feedback and giving them the encouragement to just do it, just do it. That's anything in life sometimes though. Sometimes we have to stop attempting to over plan, over process, overthink, and just begin to execute. And if you think about it, just do it. Nike has it right. They built the whole goddamn yes. brand around it. Just do yes. it, just do it. Yes. You know? I totally get it. So yeah. So yeah, Blue Yeti is really good microphone. I never had the pleasure of using it, but I know a lot of people who had, they're like, I love it. And it's really good if you just want to get podcasting starting and then, you know, go from there. So what are some of the things that you have learned since you podcast or started podcasting? Just curious. One of the greatest lessons for me is because I've, for years, I struggled with uh, self-esteem. And I struggled with the importance of number one, my existence, and then number two, my story. I did not believe that anyone would sit and listen to my podcast. You know, so one of the greatest lessons I learned was put it out there. There are people that are waiting for the subject matter that you will cover. You never met them. You don't know what they look like. They're overseas. They're around the United States, but they are waiting for you 
to be comfortable enough just to get behind the mic and begin to talk. So that's one of the lessons I learned. Another lesson I learned was that what uh, joins us together is greater than what divides us. And that's from having different guests on my podcast and on the radio show as well. Because uh, I believe in diversity. I believe that when we embrace diversity, then we begin to learn in ways that we've never dreamt during in or imagined. Sometimes we're so used to everybody looking like, walking like, sounding like, thinking like us, that we don't realize that that has us at a place of stagnation. And sometimes the only way to escape that place of stagnation is to get around unfamiliar cultures, get around unfamiliar people, unfamiliar voices, and begin to just have simple, organic conversations. And then you can learn so much about them, but also about yourself. So those are the two greatest lessons that I feel I've learned from podcasting. And man, that is so true because since I started podcasting, which hasn't been that long, but I felt like it seems like eternity because I do a lot. I started back in November. It's going to be and next November, this upcoming round will be one year, but I recorded oh, almost crazy. 200 episodes, which is unheard of in that little oh, time. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think three different uh, podcast shows and 200 episodes. I met so many different people and I appreciated them because those people that I interviewed motivate me to go mm -hmm. on and push myself further as Absolutely. compared to just staying there in my comfort zone. So I totally understand. And then on the flip side of it, where people are like, oh man, I love your podcast. It's so cool. And then I get the emails and I send other people emails. It's like a concert, constantly a circle revolving around the positivity Absolutely. side. At least that's what I feel. And everybody who tell me like, shoot, I start a podcast. I'm like, hell yeah, it's going to change your life. Absolutely. I totally agree. Totally. So, all right. So we talked about the old microphone journey and all that stuff. So oh, how do you go about edit your podcast? Do you do a lot of editing or just focus on the main content and you just let it rip? Now I used to not do a lot of editing. When I first started, I had the whole concept of, I wanted it to be raw. I wanted it to be authentic. I wanted people to be able to relate to it. Uh, so I did not edit. Uh, now I do do some editing. I do do some editing uh, mainly because of where I record at. You know, even though we eliminate a lot of the background noise, where I record at still isn't as quiet as I would desire for it to be. So I do do some editing to remove some background noises or, you know, those popping sounds every now and then. Uh, and because I have a demonstrative voice <laughs> sometimes i have to turn it down a little bit because my voice can kind of uh when i get excited people have misinterpreted that as me yelling or screaming at them so i kind of turn my voice down a little bit and so that they can feel more warm and welcoming uh feel a more warm and welcoming uh, I guess, environment or atmosphere or the energy of that when I'm recording. So I do do a little editing. Um, I cannot remember the name of the app that I use because I still do it on my phone. I edit everything right on my phone. So hang on. This is like so mind blowing. 
you edit your podcast on your phone. I am so yes. curious to know what that is. Maybe after the show, when you find out, you let me know. I'm going to put that in the show notes. I have never, up until now, heard anyone say they edit their podcast on their People phone. People are, are amazed that even, because I don't do a lot of video on my podcast, but when I do do the video, it's on my phone as well. I just invested in a phone. I'm not an Apple user, so I know a lot of people can't get with Android. Uh, however, I do have a nice Android. I have the Galaxy S20 Ultra. Uh, the camera quality of that is impeccable. I mean, it is amazing to me. Um, and the sound quality as well is it, very well. So that's what affords me the opportunity to do everything because even my hosting uh, platform, I use Buzzsprout as my hosting platform. They offer the master mix for extra fee every month. But I did an episode using their master mix to see how it compared mm -hmm. to my editing it myself. And it sounded equally the same. So I said, well, I'm not going to pay for that. We're doing great with the phone. So, yeah, right now I do everything on my phone. Now, I do have dreams and aspirations of, you know, it's scaling larger. And as it scales larger, having a team that does all of that, because um, I enjoy editing sometimes, but as my schedule, my schedule doesn't always permit me right. to remain on task when it comes to editing. Sometimes I'm editing the episode at that last hour right before it gets released so yeah it's been that's the fun part about it though is that everything that i use as an excuse not to do it right i was able to teach myself to do that part of it as well so i was sitting here thinking that i needed like this major production company and they were going to make it sound so amazing and give me this great intro and give me these great outros and and find me uh, ads and all of these great things. And then when I realized that I could do that on my own, it was like, wow, that's freeing. That's amazing to me. You're totally, man. You know, these other companies are like, hey, we'll make you sound like great. But the key thing is like, like in photography, because you used to be a photographer, if you get it right in the Camry, the camera, not Camry, camera, the post-production will be 0%. Like in a mm -hmm. podcasting world, if you get it right in the mic, your post-production is going to sound really, really good. So gotcha. it also depends on, you know, the environment that you're recording. If you're going outside yes. and recording it out in the public, obviously there's no company out there. I can guarantee you, I know a lot of companies out there who do the post-production, they cannot make you sound great. The best they could do is give you like 50% sound better than what you were before, which is a lot of improvement, but not 100%. So if you can initially control your environment where you record and try to minimize as much of the background noise, then you really don't need to actually do any post-production. Like back in the days when I first started back in the last November, my first three episodes, I spent literally, I am not even kidding you, eight hours behind in my computer you. screen trying to edit this and i'm like this is no way <laughs> i'm like there is no way i'm gonna be spending that much time and and continue to enjoy it because my enjoyment is like when i talk to people or when yes. i'm actually talking that's where 
all of our podcasters, including you, me, and everybody else who does the podcast. And that's where they really, truly enjoy. That's where they come to live. And when it comes to post-production, like, oh, God. Yes. No, yes. no. <laughs> no, I don't want to deal with that. And so now I got to the point where my intros, my outros, it's all live. Like, I record okay. it as I do it and then the conversation and the outros at the end and there is no post-production or zero post-production. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If you enjoy the conversation and then after that, you're doing zero post-production, you got the file, you upload it to your host and you're done. If you do it that way, you're going to continue to enjoy it and you'll look forward to it as compared to like, oh my God, I know I'm enjoying this conversation, but like I got must spend like three hours editing this. Yes. And I got, I got night I plans. I got my, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my wife, my kids, you know, all the life and everything is going on. It's like, they're going to not be a happy battle. I just <laughs> so yeah, I totally understand. So I know a lot of people who use like when they use the, uh, on the computer, they use Audacity. I use Camtasia. I personally prefer it over that. Some people use Audition, so on and so forth. So there's plenty of tools out there. If you guys are yeah. listening, you can use, I am really curious what application do you use on your phone? I, to I will definitely get it to you after we finish recording. Yeah, because it's like, wow, I'm blown away. I, have, I know yeah. people have used their phone to record it, but I never known anyone who can record it and yeah. edit it at the same time. Man, if you tell me that, that's going to revolutionize the way I podcast and people who listen to their podcast because everybody's told, telling them, like all the future podcasts, the current podcasts, like the market is telling me, you need to go get yourself a, you know, $200 mic or a, you know, a USB mic or a, yeah. what is it? The other one, the three pin, I can't remember the name of it now. Damn, I know I know all of this stuff. I should should remember it. But there's a, obviously a condenser and a dynamic one. And then, you know, get that and then you need to get a mixer where you could control the number of your gain and the value and all that stuff. So basically, you're going to spend $1,000 before you get started. That's what the market is telling you. Yep. But then you come in. Mm-hmm. No, guys. Let's use your phone. You're yep. good. <laughs> I'll tell you, I use my phone. The Blue Yeti mic is lovely to me. I turn my gain all the way down on the mic only because I add the gain or take away from the game in the editing process. So yeah, the Blue Yeti mic is lovely. Even, you know, it records in all four directions or it can record in two directions at a time or three directions at a time. So it's just a great uh, start, I'm telling you. And I'm not rushing to get anything else. I'm just, (laughs) I am satisfied with it right now. All right, cool, man. Tell me about your business, like your motivational business. That's what I'm curious. How do you got into that? Okay, so basically, I've been doing that my entire life. I always tell everybody that I can go back to my teenage years. I was the friend that would give the sound advice, even about relationships. Now, I couldn't keep a relationship myself, but I could help you keep your relationship. So as I got older, I got involved in ministry as well. I was grew up in church, so I always was around ministry. But around the age of 19, I started getting involved in ministry as it relates to the speaking start part of ministry. Um, and as I began to do that, I found myself, you know, helping out a lot. I was helping a lot. I have an education background. 
but I always felt like there was more to life. Like there's something else that's missing. I'm enjoying this. I love to see people happy. I love to see people have those aha moments. I love to see people realize there's greater to their lives. But at the end of the day, the reality was that I still was having that emptiness and feeling as if there's got to be greater to this. And one day I was sitting down talking to a mentor of mine and he was talking to me and he said, Cliff, well, you're not going to be happy until you take all of this greatness. I'm using his words, not hyping myself up, but I do like to hype myself up at times. But he said, all of this greatness that you have in you, you need to bottle it all up and put it in a business plan and then from that business plan, begin to chart your own life, begin to chart your own life and and blaze your own trail. He always talks about being a trailblazer, blaze your own trail. So I'm, I'll say I unofficially started it probably about 10, 11 years ago, but I really started getting serious about it two to three years ago, like really begin to understand the uh, business side of things and realizing that there's a lot of things that I honestly was giving away for free that people were paying four to five figures for, you know, from the coaching side of things, the consulting side of things, the speaking side of things. I just love to do it so much. I was willing to do it for free. And then, you know, you have to start to think about your, yourself and your family and the goals you have in life. And God get, grants us all different gifts, talents, and abilities. And for those who may not subscribe, you know, to the term God or, or the, the creator that I subscribe to, your higher power has given you, you know, those gifts, talents, and abilities. And we have to begin to take those and begin to use them in ways that we've never thought before. So I be began to step out. It was the scariest thing to ever do. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that every day is the greatest day in the world. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that my bank account is as fat as I want it to be. I'm not going to sit here and say that it all makes sense every day. No, but it is a great journey of freedom and empowerment because you empower yourself to empower others. So that's how my business became. It's called Clifton Petty John Enterprises, LLC. It is a coaching and consulting firm, uh, as well as I said, we do the speaking as well. So that's pretty much how it got started and the, the gist of everything. Oh man, I totally 100% agree with you. I, I know a lot of people are, are were in the same boat, but when they took the action, they go to a different path. I think the very, very first thing, no matter which country, which industry you are going to go into, the first thing that changed is the mindset. So oh, yes. Talk you see, you to me about excited. that. How did you have to change your mindset to... Before you opened your business, like tell me, let, let's start from there. So you opened your business here. And then prior to that, what was your mindset? And then what happens afterwards? Well, I had to completely shift my mindset, not just in relationship to business, 
but in relationship to my life. I always tell people, uh, I can't remember who quote who said this quote, but it says, before you can be the CEO of any company, you have to be the CEO of your own life. And growing up, I, I had very low self-esteem. I think I said it earlier, I can't remember, but <laughs> I had very low self-esteem. I didn't see myself as, as a person that could be successful. Now, granted, others saw it. Others saw it. They spoke it into my life. They spoke it over my life. They invested greatly in me. They believed awesomely in me. But it wasn't until I started to have some type of revelation, some type of understanding that it was possible for me that I began to connect with what they all were saying. That honestly did not happen until I started on this journey, uh, this entrepreneur journey, because I, uh, growing up, as I said, you know, there was those struggles. And then I started in the school system. I worked in the nonprofit sector as well. And I worked with children. I worked with families. I worked with children that people labeled as having no hope, no way, no how. They can't learn. They can't do anything functional. They're going to be in jail the rest of their lives. Those are the type that I loved to work with. But nobody knew that while I was helping and assisting in the transformation of those families, I myself was still in a very dark place. I was in a very dark place. So one of the things that had to change for me when it came to business was an understanding of, yes, you can do it. You don't have to depend on anybody else to do it. And then you come in and you help them. You've done enough of that. Now it's time for you to be that creative that you were called and designed to be. See, I didn't really think that I had any creative expression or any creative ability. I looked down on everything that was inside of me that wanted to come out. I just didn't see the value of, of it. So my mindset had to change for me to understand just how valuable I was to myself to my friends, to my family, and to the world. And when that mindset shifted, then it was started to be a little easier for me to step out and do the entrepreneur entrepreneurship. Listen, I'm talking about something I can't even pronounce right now, <laughs> entrepreneurship. But to be honest, like I said, I started and stopped and started and stopped and started and stopped until I began to understand. One day I was given a talk about momentum momentum, momentum. And one of the things I said as I was giving that talk was that when you keep starting and stopping, you lose momentum. And we need momentum in every stage of our lives. There's momentum that matches every stage of our life. And right as I was saying it, in my mind, I was saying, I hope you're listening to this because it's you that keep stopping the momentum that you need to be everything that you were called and designed to be. So that was the mindset that had to change for me. The first mindset that had to change for me was the personal side of things. Then there was the business side of things. Like I said, I was used to the ministry aspect of it. So I was used to giving it away. Even when I wrote my book, I wrote my book and I used to give away more books than I would sell. And my coach used to tell me all the time, that's great that you have that heart, but Cliff, you're making it harder on you. You're not setting yourself up 
for financial freedom. You're not setting yourself up to live the life that you desire. You're setting yourself up to call yourself an entrepreneur, but yet you're really a nonprofit organization posing as, you know, a, a actual business. So I had to learn all of that. I had to learn that it's okay to not give everything away, but still keep that heart. I still have that heart to where I will give away, but I've learned how to not give away as much as I normally do. So those were the changes that I that I really had to make in my life. I had to become more vocal. Believe it or not, I'm talking a lot on here, but I am an introvert. I am very quiet. I do not like to talk a lot. So all of that had to change and shift in my life. I hope I answered the question. Oh, you answered it beautifully and then some more. And I had to laugh because I truly agree with it. You are building yourself a non-profitable organization. <laughs> I am totally going to steal that from you and I'll give you a credit. <laughs> But it's You're welcome to. It is 100% true because, you know, we are like people who are let's just say who are employee mindset, right? They go to mm -hmm. nine to five jobs yes. and everything else. Yes. And then they don't have to worry about anything related to a business. Like for example, marketing, sales, convincing other people, communicating. Yes. And then as an employee, only thing you're given is your task and you do it. And task is related to your skills only specifically, whether you're a web developer, chef, or a uh, ad manager or something like that. Very, very specific. So, Once you become an entrepreneur, then you realize, holy cow, there are so many things. Yes. My boss, you, my business owner had to do that I didn't even think about it. Yeah, please go ahead. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, yeah, but you hit something. And, and as you were saying that, I have to, to say to those that are out there that are entrepreneurs, but you're fighting the process of entrepreneurship, you have an idea You're excited about that idea, but then you go and share that, that idea with somebody. They shoot it down, and now all of a sudden, you're back at square one again, and you have to hype yourself back up. That momentum thing I was really just talking about, we can apply to that too. Sometimes the problem is that you are taking your entrepreneurship ideas, mindset, mentality, and you are attempting to give it to an employee or a person with an employee mindset, and they're answering and addressing you from the position of an employee, and you now are reverting back to that mindset of an employee, so it takes you way back. Now you go back into that shell again, and it takes a while to get you motivated once again to do it. So you're an entrepreneur. Stop sharing your ideas with people that are still of that employee mindset. Now, I'm not knocking employees because there's going to come a day where I will be hiring employees as well. But my process of hiring employees is I don't want you to work for me for the rest of your life. I want to hire entrepreneurs that need to learn what they need to learn so they can go on and be entrepreneurs themselves. Because I believe that we all have some degree of entrepreneurship inside of us. Like I said earlier, we are the CEOs of our lives. I need to be the CEOs of our lives. So that's my encouragement. Stop submitting your uh, vision 
your purpose, your design, your baby. It's kind of like, your, your, yeah, it's your baby. Would you drop your baby off to just anybody to watch your kids? Now, I know some of you might say you would right now because, you know, times have changed and you've school is going on at home for some people and they just i just need a break anybody could take these kids but in in an ultimate reality we wouldn't just give our new more newborn baby or any of our kids just to anybody that does not have the skill set or the mindset or even the heart to carry it the way that it needs to be carried or take care of it the way that it needs to be taken care of. So hold your baby tight and make sure that when you are sharing it with somebody, it's with somebody that can help push, motivate, and encourage you, or somebody that can help be a resource to that vision that's inside of you. I 100% agree. Only thing I want to add to it is that as far as what you said, like, hire entrepreneurs than employees because employees are going to drain your energy. It's like, you know, if you have a full cup of water and you spend 10% of this employee, 10% of that employee, 10 plus than that, that employee. And by the end of the day, you're going to feel like, oh my God, I spent so much energy, time and effort and I got nothing done. Right. right, right, right. So to keeping that keep mentality, what you said, just Keep your cup full. So yep. hire people. And I really want to talk to you about this. Like, how would you go hire people where they keep your cup full most of the time? Because you can't do it all the time, but most of the time. Let's just say it's 75% of the time. So how would you go hire people for that kind of uh, mentality, you could say? So what would you look for if you wanted to hire somebody who's going to help you take your business to the next level? I think that I, I use this uh, because I used to be a program director. So I used to have to hire. And this used to be one of my weaknesses as well, too, uh, because I have a big heart. I remember one day my pastor was talking to me and he said, when you go to get married, don't marry somebody that's your assignment. And I remember I thought about that, just really started thinking about that. And as I was sitting in interviews one day, I realized that part of my problem was that I was hiring people based off of the potential that I saw in them. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's not a bad thing, but that is not a great thing if I'm only going off of the potential that I see. You know why? Because sometimes we can see potential in others or others can see potential in us that we just don't see nor do we desire to work towards at that moment. So one of the things that I had to begin to step back and do was to not just look at your potential, not just listen to your story, but I had to begin to throw some, uh, I guess it would be some scenarios at you and put you in some different type of scenarios to see how you would respond how you would respond to see if you would fit that. Because the reality is you might be a great employee, but you might not be a great employee for me. They might be a great employee for you. So it's important that we take that time instead of, uh, I, I remember at, at uh, 
being a supervisor, sometimes we would have to just listen. We're going to do the interview and we got to hire them today, get them started today and train them today. But one of the things I like about, you know, the entrepreneurial side of things is that you can take your time with it. You can take your time with it. And I refuse to rush anything. If I have to do anything, I'll hire a virtual assistant for a while until, you know, I'm at that place or I find the one that fits what I needed to fit and grabs hold of the vision and is ready to do their part in the vision. Okay, I, I get it, man. I get it. And just so everybody who's listening to this and thinking, man, why are you guys talking about entrepreneurship while <laughs> we were talking about podcasting? The reason why we're talking about it is because once you become a podcaster, there's going to be a time in your life where you will have to become an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And these tips and advice that we are giving you, that's where it's going to come in handy. So therefore, we are preparing you for the future. So Absolutely. keep that in the back of mind. And I just feel like the conversation is going sideways, but it's going in a really, really beautiful way because people who are listening to the show, some of the very advanced level, they're like, I don't care about that. Just tell me about the equipment, the software, and then how do I promote myself? That's all. And then there are people who are a little more advanced, like, okay, man, I know all that basic stuff. Tell me how do I go run my business, right? So those people can truly benefit from this. So definitely, I, I know personally, I'm really enjoying this conversation. And I say that every time, but every single time, I always learn something new, like this free organization thing or nonprofit organization thing that people yeah. run. I never even knew that concept. I am so, so glad we are having this conversation because in this conversation, I learned a ton. That's being one of them. And then you record your podcast on a cell phone. Like that still <laughs> blows my mind, man. Like what? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling I, I listen, I this cell phone was expensive. So I wanted to make sure I got every use possible out of it. You know, so that yes, everything that I could do, my YouTube videos, everything is done right on here. Oh, yeah, man. The cell phones are a blessing, literally, because you can literally take out your cell phone if you capture a moment, whether you are YouTuber, podcaster or vlogger, whatever you want to call it. That's like the, you know, the most expensive thing in your pocket and you Absolutely. can capture the whole world with it. Absolutely. It is so beautiful. So I love it. So, you know, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you was like you edit your podcast and the phone just still blows me away. So <laughs> do you back any of them up in the software somewhere in the online world or your computer or you just upload it and delete it or how does that work for you? Uh, once I upload it, I always keep a file in my OneDrive. Okay, um, everything is in my OneDrive, just in case, <laughs> just in case because we never know. The way that our world is right now, <laughs> yep. we never know from day to day. So I do back up everything in my OneDrive. Okay, great. That, I was going to say, you got some crazy, amazing value icons, Hannah. And if you had to switch hosts from one host to another host, I'd be like, oh, crap. You know, I don't want to re-upload everything, but 
that's a whole another game. So yeah. what happens after you upload your podcast to the your hosting service? How do you go about promoting it? Is there a platform that is working great for you currently that you're like, wow, I'm really getting a lot of followers, listeners, or ROI on my podcast? Yes. Okay. So here's what I do. I upload it. Uh, but before I upload it, I always take a clip from it. I take a clip from it. And there's a website called Wave, W-A-V-V-E dot C-O, I believe, dot C-O. But it's called Wave. I know a lot of people use different platforms to create the little video of it with the little, like, was a sound wave. I always use that because for some reason, people love that. They love seeing that little sound bar you know, going across that. So I create probably like a minute, sometimes it's a minute and 30 some seconds uh, of the show, promoting the show. Then I go to Instagram and Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn, believe it or not. I use LinkedIn, LinkedIn a lot. Um, but those are the three main social media platforms that I post on. Now on Instagram, I post on my personal page. Okay. I have not created a page for my podcast. Everybody tells me I need to. I just don't have the time right now to do it. I do understand the value of it, but um, I do all of that right there on my personal page. That's the page I have the most followers on. So I put it there. Then I go over to Facebook. And on Facebook, I put it on my personal page. Then I have a business page. And then for my book, my book has a page as well. So I put it on that book, I mean, on that page. And then I belong to some of the podcasting groups on Facebook. And some of the groups have no rules. You can post about your podcast all the time. And then some groups have where certain days that you can post about your most recent podcast. So that's the way that I do it right now. I haven't utilized Twitter too much because I'm just not a Twitter person. So that's where I mainly do it now. And then, of course, you utilize your email list and all right. of that stuff. Right. I mean, why don't you just make your, because you are the brand, you are the business, you are the product, just make your personal Instagram as a thing. And then just, I don't know if you have it private or not. Just No, nah, it's not private. Oh, okay. That's then yeah. there's your Instagram. You know, mm -hmm. you don't need to create another separate part part of it. You could just say, I am whoever you are, motivational speaker, amazing person, author, speaker, whatever. And then I'm also a podcaster. And I do that as a, one of my projects to help grow my brand. I know a lot of personal brand are growing that way. So you don't really yes. have to go and create another account for it. And I know I have done a lot of different projects and then trust me, it gets a little complicated Then you got to manage four different, four different accounts. Like, oh, oh my God, man, damn. listen, I... <laughs> I lead a faith-based community. So we have a Instagram account for that. Then the personal ministry page, we have an Instagram account for that. When I wrote my first book, we did a, a Instagram page for that. So that's why I said, I don't want any more Instagram pages. <laughs> so that's why I just been, like I said, I've been utilizing, I call it my personal account, but what I mainly post on there is whether it's the speaking it's the radio show, it's the podcast, all of those different things. So it embodies, you know, as you were talking, the brand. 
Yep, absolutely, man. And then I don't know if you ever or have been using it or not. The hashtag market on Instagram, that really, yes. really, really crucial. Yes. And it's like almost unbelievable and scary because how well it works, depending on when you upload your content. Like, for example, if you do it as between the hours of US time, between the hours of 6 and 8 p.m. and hashtag it, you're going to get a lot more engagement and yes. people who are listening to it may not know what in the world is a hashtag marketing, Instagram hashtag marketing. Basically, what happens is you upload something on a, on Instagram, let's say on Monday afternoon between the hours of 6 and 8 p.m. And then you hashtag it and then you look forward, for example, let's say, uh, give me a hashtag that you have recently. So I want to make sure I use the real one rather than sure, I use hashtag what now, okay. hashtag purpose, hashtag transformation. Hashtag podcast, hashtag podcasting, hashtag Insta Daily. If you put any of the Insta Daily or Insta Pick or Insta Story, and any of that Insta, that's going to give you a lot of drive as well. Right. So if you let's just say start with the Insta Daily or podcasting, one of those hashtags you put in there, what happens is within this particular category of Insta Daily or podcasting, there's going to be people who are going to that particular category and looking for people's posts. Yep. And if they see your post and they like what you posted, they're going to go check out your profile on Instagram and then scroll through your feed. And if they really like you, you are going to get another follower, a person who you could truly help with your advice and help them change their life. That is, for me, it has Absolutely. to be really, really cool. So they call them SEOs. Those SEOs have really changed the game, even on Facebook as well. Like it's crazy. People don't realize it, but it's kind of like where you'll post a status that says, I want pizza. So now the next six ads that you see are all pizza and you just think it's a coincidence. No, that's the algorithm. that's, That's those things that have been placed within the program to generate everything to you that you're posting about. And you don't even realize it's scary sometimes. It's like, wait a minute, was I thinking that or did I post that? Oh my God. I was watching this uh, show. I think it was a documentary. It's called the, on Netflix, The Social Dilemma. I don't know if you ever heard of it or not. One of my former guests told me I need to watch it. I haven't watch, watched it yet. Watch that. It will truly blow your mind because what you wow. just said, it literally shows you that because the social media is like literally because people, a lot of people share a lot of information in there. And then for especially Facebook, we share a whole bunch of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. We got married. We got engaged. We got a boyfriend. We have a kid. We have a dog. We bought a house, blah, 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 blah. And based on what you share, you're going to see the ads for that and not take it one step further. Let's say if you're watching a video about best basketball, you watch the video yes. 50% of that. And then you go two posts up. The third post is going to be basketball. And then another two posts are going to be advertisement related to the basketball. And then more and more of you, something you watch, what's it called? The screen time, depending on what you get. Like, say, for example, you have your cell phone. You scroll up in the middle of the screen. That's where it's going to be your post, your picture, or your video. Whatever it requires your attention that you give your attention to, 
most of it, that's what social media accounts are going to give it to you. So right now, in the world that we live in, money is not the important currency, it's attention is. That's it. That's so true. So people so are true. looking for attention and, no matter which way you get. And the sad part about it is that I, it has caused a lot of content not to be authentic because it's taught this generation that you don't have to be authentic. You just have to come up with something creative to draw attention and you can go viral. You go viral and completely break the alg algorithms. Yep, absolutely, man. So yeah, totally attention right now. And I think in the future it will be the same thing because well, obviously all of us are connected to this matrix, the digital world or whatever you want to call it. And then all of us are trying to get some kind of attention, some kind of viewership, some kind of eyeball on our business. So that way we can get exposure and in essence help other people get the results change their life, help them better themselves or whatever that each of us were trying to do. So attention, attention, attention is all thing. But Cliff, man, I just want to truly say thank you so much for being here. And then last part of the show, I'd like to end it with two-part question. Okay. One of them is if, let's say, you are 22 years old, <laughs> the 22-year-old version of yourself asks yes. you advice where you are right now in your life, all the good, the bad, the ugly, and the awesomeness that you have learned, what advice would you give your younger self to get to where you are faster? Mm, I love this question. The advice I would give to myself, the 22-year-old version of myself 18 years ago, <laughs> would be just like Nike, just do it. Cliff, quit thinking about what people say, what people think. Quit thinking about all of that. Quit listening to what people tell you uh, are people's definition of success. Just go after everything. Go after everything. And because if you go after everything, you're going to get exactly what it is that you want. So that would be what I would tell myself. Stop worrying and just do it. Just have fun with it and do it. Awesome advice, man. I think if people who are listening to this and all of us just take 10% action every single day at the end of the month, you're going to be 1000% a lot closer to your goal than if you just keep on thinking about it. Keep on thinking about it. It has to be perfect. It has to, I have to have the mic. I have to have this. I have to have that. Like if you keep waiting, then you're still going to keep waiting because those lists that you have, they're going to continue to grow because more people you talk to, the more your list is going to grow. So just go out there, take action. And what I always tell people is whatever you're doing right now, if you want to take action, do this one thing, just in time learning, whatever you need to learn, learn that, take action, massive action. And you're going to get a lot yes. further. All right. So part two, would be what is a project, a thing, or business that you're currently working on that you're so passionate that you get up in the morning and you're like, yes, I get to work on this. All right. So here is a this is a two-part answer as well. Okay. So what I'm working on right now is two books. I'm working on two books. The first book 
as I said, was the book that I got stuck on and my therapist told me to begin the podcast. I'm converting the podcast into a book. The podcast is called What Now, where we deal with effective ways of facing life's most difficult moments. We matured to understand those moments aren't difficult. So we scratched the word difficult out and we've substituted with defining. Why? Because we have the right, the ability and the responsibility to define those moments ourselves and not allow those moments to define us. So right now I am taking all of these episodes, I have 90 some episodes now, I believe it is, and I'm converting them into the book. Okay, that's the first project. The second project is a book as well. And this book is called Finding Me Help. I'm not who they told me I was. So those two things are so exciting for me because I'm telling my story in both of them. And this is my first time sharing my story completely in a book. In my first book, it dealt with some of my story, but it also dealt with stories from other people that I had talked to over the years. It's called From Stagnation to Transformation. So it kind of shares everybody's personal journey of transformation in all core areas of life. But these two books have me so excited right now because, listen, and I'm not saying this just because I'm writing it. The readers are really going to be blessed by these books. I'm telling, and I always say this too about my first book too. I always, and I stand on this. I believe that those who purchase the book, if it does not help you transform any area of your life and you prove to me you applied the principles in it, I always offer a 100% refund and I've never had to give a refund yet. So I'm excited about those two projects. Awesome, man. I'm excited for you. I would love to have you back when you get them published to talk about awesome. this thing because it seems like a really, really cool idea and a book idea. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm always, always, always about this personal development because one thing I learned since I started this journey of entrepreneurship is like you have to develop yourself, invest time and effort into yourself so you can better yourself so that you move forward so i'm always looking for people who are like yes i got this new thing going it has to do with personal development I'm like yes let's do this you know so that's yes. cool i'm so excited for that so let me know when you whenever you get it published or whatever we'll get you on the podcast will. again and you do that all right and last part of the uh this particular interview is going to be like Right now, the stage is all yours. You could tell people about yourself, how they can get in touch with you, and what services or products that you offer that helps them get better themselves. Okay, so listen, you've sat and you've listened to this interview, and I want you to know I appreciate that. I really appreciate that, and I appreciate you and all of your awesomeness. So here's what I want to do. I want to give you two gifts on today. Did you hear me? Not one. But two, now you might laugh because you heard me earlier say how I like to give things away. But I had permission from my coach to do this, all right? So here's what I have for you. I feel like Oprah right now. You get a car, you get a car, you get a car. Now you're not getting a car, okay? I want you to head over to my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. That's C-L-I-F-T-O-N-P-E-T-T-Y-J-O-H-N dot com now put forward slash transformation at the top of my page you will see book preview i am giving you it's not a chapter book it's a 
it's like a daily devotional that requires work every day. I'm giving you the first day of that book. It's called First Steps. It's going to help you get started in your personal life transformation. How do you identify if you need transformation? We all need transformation in some areas of our lives. Why? Because we all are experiencing stagnation to some degree. Now, you might say, I'm not. Listen, stagnation is not just not producing, but it's also not producing at a level that's respectful to your greatness and you are great. So I want you to take advantage of that. Then here's what I want you to do. I want you to go over to www.coachclifton.com. And I want you to set up a 15 minute purpose call. All right. Here's what it's complimentary. There's no strings attached to it. You don't have to sign up for any program. I'm not even going to take your email address for that. I want you to sign up. I want to have a conversation with you related to those first steps that you need to take. So I want you to take advantage of that. Now, as far as with social media, you can reach me on all platforms or connect with me on all platforms by typing in Clifton Pettyjohn. My main website is www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. Also, I have a radio show called Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through organic conversations, regardless of how uncomfortable and unpopular those conversations are. You can get the podcast, you can get the radio show, you can get my services, everything on the website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. All right. You know, as I always say, you know, I just want to encourage you to understand that you are great. It's not a cliche. It's not anything that I just like to put on airs for anybody. You are great. And the reason why I know you were great is because the one that created you was great and he created you with purpose in mind. All right. So I always say create a great day, what with purpose and by all means execute your vision. And I want to thank you again for this opportunity. Thank you so much. All right, man. Thank you so much for being here. That is truly great way to sum up this year for us reinterviewing you have been truly amazing and thank you for two gifts those amazing gifts and guys if you listen to this don't worry about it if you didn't catch it you're driving i'm gonna put that in the show notes for you so make it easy for you you can just go right to it and we here at Simple Podcast Cloud team truly, truly thank you for being here and sharing some really, really amazing, uh, valuable tips. So we wish you much of health, wealth, and much success. Awesome. Same to you. Same to you. Doing an awesome job. Continue to kill it.